Good day, everyone. Welcome to Tuesday Night Live this uh, sunny Tuesday, the 12th of October, and uh, just about reached the end of trade week for another season. And as usual, everything's going to script with pretty much bugger all happening of any note, and uh, everything will happen in the last 20 minutes tomorrow. Joining me to uh, try and wade through the snooze fest is my usual partner in crime, Peter. How are you going, Pete? Fine. How are you? I'm not too bad, Lee. Thank you uh, for uh, for a Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, I've noticed, just as we thought, we were going to go without him. Uh, Mac has joined us. How are you going, Mac? I'm not... Sorry there. I've got a bit of... had to do a bit of a tidy up for the missus. She was a bit shitty with me. So uh, um... <laughs> that's why I was late. I'd had a few things lying around. I'd, you know, I'm a bit of a slob. Well, I've got to say, Mac, that's... No, nah, that's probably the biggest news of, uh, of trade week so far is that you're in the doghouse. <laughs> There's no much else going on. No, that's probably, probably the biggest thing that's happened today. Oh, God. Look, thanks to everyone who's joined us in Discord chat and, of course, joined us on YouTube, of course. Um, I can't see it being uh, too long a cast tonight because, really, we're going to talk about the same things that we talked about last bloody week uh, because nothing much has changed, has it, with... Uh, Still got Sydney holding out hope on uh, young Geordie Dawson and uh, just a slight whiff of maybe Godfather 2.0 to uh, to uh, entice North Melbourne uh, for pick one, although uh, the chances of that happening are slim to none, really. But really, that's about it as far as the Crows are concerned. It's, it's a little bit in a different space, though, Fiend, in the sense that... I mean, we're now coming to crunch time and uh, we are still, you know, un unusual for us. We've held firm. We've just offered Melbourne first and said, take it or leave it. And we, you know, I think Sydney will capitulate tomorrow um, unless they think that, uh, no, we, we won't do the trade and we will back ourselves to talk to us and into staying with us instead of going into the pre-season that, draft. That's not happening. That's not happening. No, I don't think so. But, I mean, that's just a wild chance. Um, but uh, as far as Dawson, Dawson goes, the reason I think he will get done is because they're after Laddams as well. And uh, said, yeah, and I think they'd like to tidy us up first, then do the Laddams uh, deal knowing what they've got in their hand. So, uh, um, yeah, I think it'll probably get done. Pete, does it make you laugh that on the one hand uh, they think they're under, under being undersold for Dawson and on the other hand they're willing to pay what looks like being pick 12 with a bit of a swap going the other way for Laddams, for God's sakes? Oh, it's just, um, it, it's it's almost to the point of, of sounding juvenile a little bit and um, I, I can only think that it, it's that the whole triumvirate of, of Laddams, Dawson, um, and uh, and Sydney that are you know that are that are holding the, the thing up because they obviously want to get their way on the Laddams deal. So it was interesting uh, just <clears throat> not long ago, Fox Footy put out their report for the day, and um, we have held very very firm on the uh, on the Melbourne future first rounder. Uh, Sydney were asking for a swap of this year's seconds from thirty nine to is it. 33, I think. Yep. 33, yeah. 33, which we rejected out of hand. And so we, we weren't even prepared to go as far as that, that second rounder trade. Um, we, we have said 
what we've apparently what we've told the Fox report is that we um, there will be nothing else other than the Melbourne first rounder, and that that needs to be taken um, tomorrow morning, uh, as we've got other things to move on to. So as we're saying now whether that's you know it's maybe we'll just be really negotiating, uh, or it may be that um, you know they've they've got some other um, irons in the fire with that um, that Melbourne pick, uh, and I, I'd actually. Oh, Pete's just dropped out. Yeah, we're well, just taking it on from there. And Tom Morris was the one that reported the Crows um, would set us a deadline for Sydney to reply by tomorrow morning because they have other negotiations in the in work that they would like to escalate on Wednesday morning. Um, that was, I think, how, how he put it. Now, you know, then looking through the Twitter rumour mill and... Uh, there's been various options being uh, put forward. One of them is, for example, that we may be having another crack for uh, Horn Francis and, and that um, we would be, in this particular case, we might be putting uh, pick four, our first rounder, and maybe try and throw in Mackesy instead of uh, the first rounder for next year. Um, now, whether that's got any legs or not, one, one doesn't know. Um, or Scholl was the other player that was mentioned as a possibility as well. And uh, apart from that, I don't really know what else we're going to do. <laughs> um, well, that, I was going to ask my, that question. Have I dropped out? No, you're back now, Pete. You just sort of faded off into the I'm distance back, there for a minute. Sorry. No, you're all good. Um, I guess it begs the question uh, as to what else we could have uh, lined up. Uh, I could imagine... Any any sort of moves would be around next year's picks, I would have thought. Uh, we don't have a lot of wiggle room left because we've basically given up most of our hand uh, for 2021. Um, so it's a little bit difficult. I just thought that I'd quickly, just for the sake of filling out 45 minutes, gentlemen, just, <laughs> just quickly run through what we've actually uh, what we've actually seen transpire um, so far this trade uh, period. Um, uh, so we got we got uh, what looks like being 42 for for Kelly uh, from Essendon, who went as an unrestricted free agent. Uh, maybe your child's gone from the Suns to uh, Tigers as a as a free agent for pick 38. Uh, George Hewitt's gone to Carlton. Uh, I don't think it's a bad get for Carlton as a restricted free agent. Sydney gets 39 for that. Um, and then. Uh, Collingwood grabbed a few picks off Gold Coast. So Collingwood, uh, what did they give up there? No, Gold Coast got a future second rounder and a future third rounder and a future fourth rounder from Collingwood. And uh, Collingwood got uh, a second round, or 22, 46, or 58, and 79, which are all points uh, for Dacos, obviously. Um, Nathan Kruger uh, went from Geelong to Collingwood um, for pick 41. Uh, Finn Lason went to Port. I don't know why Port did that deal, but Finn Lason to Port. I know Finn Lason, I think, wanted to get back to Adelaide for uh, personal reasons. So uh, future third rounder for Finn Lason, probably not a bad deal. Uh, Dunstan from uh, St Kilda goes to Melbourne as an unrestricted free agent. That's uh, good insurance for him. Of course, we had the monster deal from uh, between Melbourne, the Bulldogs, Adelaide and St Kilda, uh, which I won't go through all the 
machinations, but how it ended up is that Melbourne ended up with uh, 17 and 37 and 49 in this draft. Uh, the Bulldogs get 23 and 44 uh, and 45. We get um, 33 and Melbourne's future first. And uh, we also got 75 from the Bulldogs and St Kilda uh, uh, 62 and 66 and a future fourth um, from us. Uh, just before we tidy up on the rest, what did you boys think of that uh, that mega trade? How do you think? I, I thought it was pretty good. Obviously designed to get us uh, into the first round next year. Well, I thought it was a brilliant, a brilliant one, Fane. I mean, did it, did it very, very well. And if you look at now what we're talking about for, for Jordan Dawson, we, you know, we're talking about having spent, really having spent pick 23, um, the Kelly pick and, and some loose change yep. that we weren't going to use anyway. So it's a, yep. you know, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, Mac? Yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally agree. I'm in, I'm in the same camp as Pete. Um, I thought it was a, an excellent move, really, because it would seem to me that we only want to really pick two players at most for this year. And uh, as you suggested earlier, theme that we may use um, one or two spots to upgrade upgrade uh, key players from the rookie list onto the main list. So, um, yeah, I think it was a real good get. I know that Adelaide would love to keep it as well if it, if it was at all possible because of the fact that um, you got the location's ranking situation next year and it would be still nice to have that particular first-round pick as well as our own. Um, so you'd have good trading uh, stocks. So... I think Adelaide, in some ways, would actually like to take it to the pre-season draft. Um, I know I've had chats with Pete privately that he was a bit concerned that Dawson might not be wedded to us, that he was sticking up for his club. And I think I think he did the right thing in saying that he would like to see his club rewarded uh, appropriately for his departure. When did he say um, that? that? He said that right at the beginning. Find me a quote, Macca. Find me a quote. Uh, I'm has, not with you. He has not been quoted as saying diddly squat. Well, that that that's well. Otherwise, put this way, the experts that have said that that's what was said. Um, the experts said that he was going to port too. Look, let's no, the point I was going to make. Yeah, go on. No, can I? I hadn't finished yet. Go on. Me. But that was in the early days, and in recent times, I think probably is only about two days ago that he's come out and said that he, or we have come out and said that he is totally committed to us, even if we go through the pre-season draft. No one has said anything. So, no one has uh, said anything, Matt. I'm not with you. Jordan, said Jordan Dawson. Yeah, but Mark Rusciuto is Mark Rusciuto. He's on radio. Jordan Dawson and... Michael Dowdy have not said jack shit and that's the bottom line and the only reason everyone's getting angsty about the deal is because the media have been swirling around this for a week and a half because they've got nothing else to talk about the simple fact is that we've been putting our best foot forward to, to put a deal in front of Sydney uh, that we felt was fair and let's not forget before we did the mega trade 
we offered uh, we had a an in principle deal to get the Bulldogs pick seventeen, uh, and yes. we offered and we offered that to Sydney. Uh, now, obviously, most pundits would agree that uh, a pick fifteen to eighteen next year is probably worth a little more than seventeen this year, simply because of the fact that there's a lot of unexposed. Uh, talent in this year's draft so it becomes a bit of a crapshoot fairly early on this year whereas next year most of the young lads will have a year's worth of exposed form so it'll be a little bit more of a known quantity um, yep. but but at no stage has Jordan Dawson or Michael Dowdy come out and said that they wanted Sydney to get a fair deal at no stage did Jordan Dawson or Michael Dowdy come out and say that uh, you know they were humming and harring over, you know, if it went to the pre-season draft that they might look to stay at Sydney. There's been absolutely no comment from the Dawson camp whatsoever, and I think that's utterly appropriate. I think he made his decision, and it's up to the people that are employed to negotiate these things to, to negotiate them. And I think it's actually... I think the club has handled this extremely professionally. They haven't played to the media game apart from dropping... A couple of little clues on Rashido's um, show that we're quite happy with uh, with the preseason draft scenario as, as leverage. Um, yeah, so I, I think we've actually played this one really well, Mac. But it, it's wrong to say that Dawson said anything because he hasn't said anything. Hey, what was your understanding? So I was, um, and and let's just factor in my, um, um, I think maybe seven or eight. I think maybe stubbies of um, of Peroni when I was uh, posting on Saturday night um, with you and Party Magic. Was that only um, seven or eight? I was I was looking at a report. I was looking at a report from Channel Seven, which 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 had the fact they they ran with a whole line of the fact that yeah, Longmire had been talking to Dawson. Yep. That um, Dawson didn't want to go to the PS uh, PSD. Um, yep. That. You know, blah blah blah, and so I on 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 that particular chat, I I just posted the fact that you know it would be good when you know if Seven are running a fairly mainstream article like that, mm. um, if they just you know came out and perhaps you know restated their commitment, mm. that was pretty much where I was coming from. Yeah, uh, it since came so out, it depends on how much it since came out, Pete, that Longmire's discussion with Dawson was like days ago. Uh, and yeah. there's, timing has been quite interesting with some of these reports because uh, they're reporting like things that they're reporting haven't necessarily happened on the day, um, you know. Mm. So, uh, and a lot of clutching at straws. Um, most media outlets, when they're considering what we're offering, Sydney feel that we we've acted fairly. Um, and that we've offered a, a decent proposition under the circumstances, given that the player's uncontracted and given that we have picked four in the pre-season draft, which makes it more than likely that Jordan would get to us uh, through the pre-season draft. So there's not a huge amount of leverage uh, that Sydney have, and I think I think the club can be pretty comfortable, and I think we've certainly shown, shown Jordan that we have made every effort to provide uh, a deal to Sydney, which is uh, probably not as much as what they'd like, but probably, uh, if you, if you uh, hand on heart, probably a little bit more than what Adelaide would like, to be perfectly honest with you. I think 
at the beginning of the trade period, we were probably set on, on 23 for Geordie. Um, you know, but we moved off that position fairly quickly and we were willing to come to the party. So the best deals are usually the ones where neither party are entirely satisfied. And uh, Well, that's actually true. That's true. But uh, we actually did, yeah, you're quite right. We did think that 23 would be the centrepiece and we probably would might have to add another pick on top of that. And I think that's what we thought originally. Um, um, it was interesting the scribes that um, in probably most camps thought that they valued him uh, as a first rounder and um, the guy that next Sydney, I can't remember what his buddy name is, he, he wanted to say he was a top 10, well, because he, he's certainly not a top 10. Um, but I think now all the scribes are saying exactly what you're saying, Bean, that, uh, that that first rounder is maybe a little bit light, but that's what they're going to get, so take it. Yeah, and kudos, kudos to Reedy for, 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 for really turning 23 and junk into that pick because so really Absolutely. Um, even though you know we're handing over a first round and we haven't really had to move you know from that 23 positions you know you know apart from you know throwing in picks that we weren't going to use so yep. he's done really well guys what just moving on what, what do you think about if you know we do have the, you know by tomorrow afternoon we do have that pick my, my, my gut feeling is that there's still a little bit, a bit of business to be done at the top of the draft order whether that be tomorrow or whether that be on draft night, I still have a funny feeling that um, there's some business to be done potentially with either GWS or Gold Coast. If GWS are interested in Mac Andrew, I think that they there's a real opportunity to uh, dislodge that pick too from them if we've got the uh, the right ammunition. Um, because I just have that. I think we talked about it last week. That pretty sure that I mean obviously you know they would love Jason Horn, but pretty sure Callahan's very, very high up on their on their list. And I think if we – and if I, I'll just run this to ground just quickly, but I think that if we look at the description that Reedy gave, which was the, you know, the powerful, speedy, you know, um, guy that can go forward, um, that's who they were looking for in the draft. You're really looking at Horn, Callahan, Erasmus, or or Josh Gota. Yep. Now, I reckon Gota, he'll be – you know, you'd trade back for him. You wouldn't – you wouldn't use four on him. You would for Erasmus. So we're prepared to sit, then Erasmus might be in the frame because he won't get past Fremantle at six. What about Ward, Pete? Well, Ward is that, he's just that more of what we've got. Maka, he's a 180 centimetre yeah. inside midfielder and, you know, no, no, and, and Hobbs the same, no criticism, but it, that neither of those two players fit the description that Reedy put out. Yeah. No, I, I, they, are genuine, they are genuine midfield. That's it. If you if you're talking about, you know, um, what you know that the powerful, speedy, go forward type, then you're really in that top ten or so. They're the four players that fit that description. Now they might go, you know, they might move away from that description. I'm not sure um, on draft night, but as Reedy has said it, they they to me are the four. Um, and and, poss- and look, um, Davo puts up Rochelle, possibly Josh Rochelle as well. So he may be one as well. That, but I'd be disappointed if you're taking Rochelle at four. To be honest, that'd, so that'd, I think be, that, a, that'd be a reach. Yeah. Well, oh, I yeah. think that if, if it's Rochelle go to, they'll trade back. If it's Erasmus, they'll probably sit where they are. But I still think that they're eyeing off Callahan at two. And, absolutely, um, absolutely. And so I think that that's where the business will be um, that we've still got to do. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking 100% the same way you, Pete, because he does fit all the requirements that uh, Reed was talking about. So, um, yeah, and, and look, he, he's going to be a quality player. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be quite happy uh, if, we, if we ended up with him. Just one question I was going to raise with you guys. What We we put up the God, what was supposed to be a godfather offer for Juan Francis. And in some ways... Do you agree with me that we might have been lucky that, that it gets knocked back? God, no. Absolutely not. And, Maka, I'll tell you this. Nobody ever puts their best offer up first. And I fully expect, Pete's talking about business to do at the top of the draft, I fully expect there to be another offer, either uh, either tomorrow or on or before uh, draft night. That was not well, our I... first and last offer. And I'm telling you right now, that everyone's going on, oh, three, three first-round picks for, for one. Well, it's not. It was a swap of first-round picks and uh, a one second one first-round pick next year and then a slide from 18 to 23 or whatever it was. So, it, so it wasn't as massive a deal as what uh, many people made it out to be. And uh, my personal view, and everyone has their own view, and my personal view is that Jason Horn is worth going 1,000% at trying to get that pick, and I wouldn't mind betting that uh, there's another deal in the pipeline. Well, this is, I've got two sides of my thoughts on that. Sorry, Pete, and I've been very interested in your thoughts on it. I've got one said to me, I look at that kid and I watch him play and I think I can see another, not exactly an ablet, but uh, a combination between a danger field and an ablet. And I think he could very easily be one of the best players that have come through the draft for many, many a long year. And would love, love, love to have him in our side. Um, the downside to the trade would be is that let's just say you were giving up I mean, for example, Richmond put up three genuine, genuine ones. Um, is if he, you know, if what happened to him, hap- uh, exactly what happened to the G, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Golden Gold Coast one. What's his name? Um, Rao. Wonder Boy. Rao, yeah. Yeah, but because... you can say that about anyone, Mac. You can say that about know... any, any player you pick. I know. But there always is that danger. And uh, but look, I, I would love to have him. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to have him. He's one of the best players I've ever seen, and I think, as I said, he could be another Ablett-type player. But, uh, yeah, just that little bit of nervousness about the fact of how much you're giving up for it. What do you think, Pete? Just really quickly, uh, just way back in the chat, Inquisitor asked a question of me directly about is there another club that would be willing to trade up for another player besides Callahan? Um, I understand from what I've read. I th- think Richmond are pretty hard on for Hobbs, yep. so you might get a you might get a knock on the door from Richmond yep. because our pick four would, would be pretty much in the Hobbs zone if he's available. So that's just one for uh, to, to think about. Uh, I'm in the for me. I'm in the all in for. I think if you you know if 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 your professional recruiting staff identify him as you know you know one of the SA players of a generation and are saying, you know, you're prepared to, you know, put in that kind of collateral, then just just, just do it. Just get just, it done. Just, just get it. Just get it done. And you, and you know what? If you, 
you know, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. And if the best player in the draft ends up coming from pick 16, well, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Yep. You can only go with what the information that you've got. And right now, everything tells us that Horn Francis will be one of the best SA players, you know, that we've seen. Um, you know, and I think if, if you look at in years gone past, you know, with, with guys like Lacocious and, and Rankin and, and those guys that have been talked up, you know, were they playing those real sort of gritty inside breakaway minutes that, that Horn Francis has been playing? You know, probably not. Um, so, you know, it, it, to me, you just um, you, you just pay what it costs. And if you have to shift a player, then you shift a player. So um, let's, let's just think about what we can offer. If we, if we, uh, if we assume that Sydney are going to end up folding and taking Melbourne's um, future first, that takes that off the table. That leaves us with four in next year's first rounder, which could be anywhere from two to six or five, um, you know, depending on how we go. Um, then it comes down to a player, and there were a few whispers around over the last 24 to 36 hours about North Melbourne being keen on getting a, a key position player. And that throws someone like Elliot Himmelberg or um, Jordan Butts into the frame. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think that th I don't think uh, a, a tool like Frampton or Murray would would interest them. I wonder about Worrell, even though he's quite, you know, raw and unexposed. Um, but Mac there were there were some whispers about Worrell that we won't go into uh, earlier uh, in the year. Um, and Fisher Mackesy was the other one um, who is. Uh, capable of playing at either end of the ground and looks like a bit of a forward more than a defender at this stage. If we were to put four uh, next year's first and a player together uh, instead of Melbourne's future first, which is probably going to be you know fifteen to eighteen, um, you know, is that palatable? Um, I would actually do. Yes, I feel much much better about that. Um, because um, I'm, if it was Mackesy, for example, I, I, you know, he hasn't really set the world on fire. But then again, big blokes often take a lot longer, and he, you know, he may develop in, still develop into a good player. Um, but yeah, that, that way, for some reason, it ends up much the same result thing, but it does seem more palatable. Pete. No, I, I think you have to look behind the scenes a little bit and say, well, look, all of these guys are contracted players. Yep. And so you, you're going to have to try and shake out the one that wants to be shaken out. Yeah. And I, to me, there's been no signs of Geordie Butts um, or, um, or Elliot or any of those guys. They all seem pretty committed. The only one that has been has wavered has been Fisher. And I know that he, I, you know, we all know the reasons why he, he was. We know that he's... Yep. Um, family, there, were, there were health problems in his family, so he had a very, very understandable um, and difficult time, particularly with COVID and all that stuff that was going on. So there was a whole lot of stuff going on in the background for Fisher yep. that affected his pre-season greatly and, for me, gives him a pass for this year. Um, so you, you have to say that he's probably, you know, through his personal circumstances, he's you know potentially up to a year behind in his development. Mm -hmm. um, True. So... Do you say, you know, is he the one that you can shake loose by saying, look, here's, you know, we, we want you, we love you, we'll, you know, we don't want to trade you, but 
if there was ever going to be an opportunity for you to go, this is one for you. Yeah. How are you feeling? You have to approach it very, very carefully because, you know, uh, and we've talked about this before, Fane, we're building a very, very strong culture down there of guys that want, of young blokes that want to be there. So you need to be very, very careful about upsetting that apple cart and who you do it to. So you Uh want someone that wants to go and yeah, so that that that's what that's the reason why I would I would ask the question. I think the way you've described it is uh, extremely appropriate, Pete. In that you you would uh, wrap your arms around the player and say, "Look, we love you here, but we were aware that you know uh, at some stages over the last twelve months, you know thoughts of home were in your mind. Uh, we may have an opportunity uh, to facilitate that if it's something that you still want to consider." You know, put the ball back in the lad's court and give them the opportunity to part on good terms and, you know, everyone's yeah. a winner sort of thing. Um, I think that's exactly the way that it would be approached and that's why I think that Fisher is really the only one that would be in the frame, uh, yep. assuming that he's willing. Uh, do two first and fisher Mackesy get it done? Probably not. Probably not, because um, uh, North Melbourne have made it very clear that uh, they are, their offer from Richmond was, I know it was three first. Was, there, was there any players involved? Yes, it was. It, was. it, was, it wasn't was three first. Come on, Macca. Was it, it was two first? The one that, it was seven, 16, 20 something or other, and Callum Jones. Okay. Uh, Callum whatever his name, you know, the guy that they ended up getting. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't anywhere near as good as ours. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it no matter what we offer, but I think the one that you could shake loose is the GWS pick two. Yeah, you mentioned before that the the word was around that they were into Matt Andrew. Um, Yep. If they're into Matt Andrew, I can see them... Uh, dropping down, um, but if they're in the Callahan, then they won't budge. Obviously, no. So you oh. just got to. It depends on where all those cards fall. Yeah, I, I think there's the top. The, the nature of the draft this year, and the fact that there's so much talent uh, that is uh, underexposed, uh, even though they've managed to play a few championship games in the latter half of the year, um, just makes the top half of the draw fascinating this year um and i think there's a lot of teams that are going to be vying for any edge they can or any sort of leverage they can i I, my personal opinion is if we don't if we don't jag horn i actually think we'll split the pick with richmond that's what i think we'll do Mm, um quite possible i think we're probably more likely to do that because to get two spots up the draft peter to get callahan who's a potential flight risk, to me is fraught with danger. Mm-hmm. And I've, and given the other players that you mentioned that are certainly in the frame, Goder, et cetera, um, you know, who, who are accessible at seven, third, uh, seven and I think, what's Richmond's other pick? 13? 7 and 13? 15. 15. Yeah, 15. 15, is it? 15. Yeah, so 7 and 15 gets us a Goter and maybe a Draper or, you know, someone of that ilk. Uh, if Draper's yep. out of the frame because of it. And I think that we would happily walk away from the draft with Dawson, uh, Goda, 
someone of his ilk and uh, someone like Draper. I think that would be a successful draft um, and a successful trade period, and I think we'd be happy with that. Going all in to get two spots up the draft for a player like Callahan, I think is more trouble than it's worth. Going all in to get up the draft to get a lad like Jason Horn, uh, who, by all reports, Peter Amaka had coffee with Matthew Nix on Saturday. Um, Ooh, which, which, which is why I still think there's 2.0 on the table, ready to shoot oh, off. I hope you're right. Uh, well, that, he definitely had coffee with Matty Nix on, on the weekend. Um, so if we were to split those picks, Fane, yep. if that's the way we're, we're going to go and pick two players, then what happens with 33? Oh. Noting, and I guess noting also that that Reedy was very, they were very very strong in that the, the downgrade for thirty three was off limits. So I'm not sure whether that's just being you know negotiating stuff or whether they've got somebody in mind. I'm not sure. Look, it's possible. Um, I don't know that end of the draft well enough to think of who they unless they think. I mean, there's no way that Wanganee Miller drops down that low, in my opinion. Um, I reckon right. he'd get at 33. Now, who was the lad that they were chasing from Melbourne? Not chasing, but they had a oh, meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the lad from... Um, yeah, lad? The country Norwood lad. Yep. Keegan. Is Can't it think of his name. Ke- Ke- uh... Cade, Cade somebody? Yeah. Cade. He was an emergency in the uh, the Melbourne side, in the grand not, final side. Not Peter Caven, Macca. <laughs> No, I didn't. I said, didn't I said Chambers, something like that. You know, you know who is a carbon copy of that player that I think would be available about thirty-three would be Cooper Merley. Yeah, well, I forgot Merley's the name. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merley's a carbon copy right out of the equation. Right out of the equation because of his injuries this year. So anyway, that's just a... I just Chandler. Chandler. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that's right, Kate Chandler. So it'll be just interesting to see what they do with 33. If they split those picks, that's three. That's, and then Dawson, that's four spots gone, so there'll be no upgrades from the rookie list in that case. Yeah. And I don't. I, I actually think they're probably more likely to try and turn 33 into a into a next year's pick, to be honest with you. Yeah, they might turn. They might I think, do. I think Did that's you? probably more what they would hope, whether they can uh, manipulate that somehow. Sorry, Matt, go on. I was just going to say, it's interesting that we did uh, chase uh, Kate Chandler from Melbourne because that is um, a silent indictment of our, of our small forwards, the very fact that, we, that we've we got several small forwards, yet we still feel we have to go out and get a small forward. So that is an absolute indictment of the ones that we have. Well, that's a Chevy. That's, that's the target. Um, I, I, look, I think they will really want to try and push one of the rookies up onto the senior list, Pete, because otherwise if they don't, next year it gives us a bit of a squeeze in terms of um, blokes mm. having to come up onto the senior list. Uh, and I think if we don't do one this year, it might cause us a few problems next year. So I don't think... That's why I think a split with Richmond is on, um, giving us those two first-round picks and, uh, and then... Uh, uh, that'll be it with an upgrade. Uh, that'll be the three picks that we need to be done. Um, and yep. uh, I forget who it is, but uh, someone... Oh, I forget. Uh, I, I won't quote them because I forget who it said. But to be perfectly honest with you, our rebuild isn't that far away. Um, 
and I think that's why they're prepared to go so hard on Jason because if you add Jason and Dawson to our midfield, uh, oh. I think I think we could almost sit on that deck for a year and see how that rolls in terms of Barry Schoenberg, um, Dawson, Horn, Francis with the older stages like Laird and, and maybe a bit of Matty Crouch and certainly a bit of Benny Keys, etc. There's yep. not a lot of room left in that group. Mm, peddler. And peddler as well. Um, Braden Barry, could probably Barry. play up, up the ground. Yeah, I mentioned Barry. Um, because by all report, I, I'm not as sold as, as everyone. I'm not as fixated as everyone on, on this whole get Lukosius back next year. I don't think Lukosius no. is coming back to Adelaide. I think Isaac might with a second rounder, um, but next year's draft is a tall draft, and uh, I would think that we might just be looking at maybe one more tall, depending on what happens with Fish, uh, one more tall up forward to free up Riley a little bit, um, and uh, next year's draft will be that. I, 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 and I think that's why they're willing to give up next year's first rounder for this year's first um first pick because I honestly don't think I think if uh, Jack Lacocious comes back to South Australia it would be to Port unfortunately yeah it wouldn't be surprised the other thing I would say about Callahan is that the other thing that I found interesting that 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 really went out of his way to make that comment about the fact that you know we'll be backing our club and our culture in and we don't care where we're we're getting the best talent and we don't and I know that's kind of a trotted out line it just it felt to me what he said it felt pointed he yeah. did, to me he did everything he could but actually say the name Callahan <laughs> um, and so yeah he was interviewed the other day and look he made his comments about Luke Beveridge I mean you know we all know that but you know he said that he was happy to go anywhere and I guess you know um, you know there's been plenty of players that have come over and you know. Uh, have been homesick or whatever, and, and end up staying the distance. And so I guess you know we sort of you know we've got a lot of Victorian boys in there now, and they all seem a pretty happy bunch. Yep. And so I think I think that they'll just back Nick's in, and um, uh, and say look, you know, uh, he may, you know, be uh, he may have beverages in, in his family, but we're going to um, back you know we'll back Nick's in to keep him. And so and you and look, you could say. You could say exactly the same about Erasmus as well because I think that he could well be on our radar as well. And the interesting thing with Erasmus, he's actually really close friends with Georgiatis over yeah. at Port. So he's, he's a, I said to Macca the other night, he's at least got a friend. He's at least got somebody in Adelaide that he knows and that he has trained with and, has, is, and, and acts as a mentor. So I think that's probably, you know, that's at least a start, I suppose. Yeah. You're talking about upgrading to the GWS pick two. What do you think it would take to upgrade our pick four to pick two? I reckon just pick four, and if we've still got the Melbourne first, future first, we'd probably do it. Um, it might even be pick four and our second next year, maybe. Um, it should be reasonably low pick, sort of around the you know the 20 to 25 mark, you would think, roughly. You could sell it as that anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think that you do take the chance on him. Um, if we can get into that situation that we can get Callahan, because I think he is the best player that would be available apart from Horn. Um, which, in, when I'm relating that back to the needs that we have, and um, so, and as you say, uh, there's been many players who 
say they're going to go home or don't want to, you know, um, don't want to move into state, but they do and they become part of the club. So it's unquestionably a risk. It's unquestionably a risk. But I've got a funny feeling they just feel like they're on a roll down there at the moment. Sorry, that they, they think they're on a roll. I just feel like our club thinks it's on a bit of a roll at the moment. I think they'll just back themselves. Yes, I think you're. I think you're hundred percent right. Yeah, I'm happy to take the opposing view on that one. Not like automatically. No, automatically. Once I said something, he's going to go the other way. No, that's not true at all. I, look, I, there's a couple of things that I would probably say. We've got a very good core bunch of young midfielders and a lot of them are South Australian boys um, so I, look I don't know I, I I won't mind at all if they have if they take Callahan and, and they try and uh, turn him into a career player um, a career crow I should say um, I just don't know whether they'll be willing to spend what they need to to get up the draft uh, if they take him at four well and good that's fine we'll see how we go uh, they could go for two. Um, you know, Gold Coast number three is in play as well, although that's probably... We don't have the cattle to probably take that from them, I don't think, because they're looking for players, aren't they, Pete? No, exactly. Uh, no, they're looking at you for future, future draft picks for next year. For a while there, they were mm. saying they wanted players, not picks. Um, yep. Yeah. So... I. It'll be look. Who knows? Who knows? And I think even the clubs themselves probably only have a seventy-five percent inkling of what's going to happen because things can change, and of course they can continue to, to trade picks all the way up to draft night. So we don't. It's not sure. just not just uh, tomorrow. That's just uh, players. They can go all the way up to draft night, and of course there's live pick trading during the draft. So uh, you know, lots and lots and lots to play out. Um, Absolutely. Look, there's not probably a lot. Certainly, uh, in terms of other irons in the fire, Peter, do you see any other play for any other player? I, I can't see anything apart from uh, the young lad from Melbourne that you mentioned that might. No, and he he uh, he. As soon as we sniffed around, Melbourne offered him a two-year deal. So, yeah, he's uh, he was snuffed out very very quickly, and uh, you know it just seems like it would be too late now to unless they've got incredible, you know, secrecy wraps over things that are going on to produce a name. You know, in the, on the afternoon of trade week would just seem uh, you know unrealistic um, to suddenly pluck an Isaac Rankin or you know yeah. um, out. Of out of the fire and start trying to deal for a, a contracted player or something like that just doesn't seem feasible to me. So I would think that when they're talking about business still to be done, I just think it just means draft picks, mate. That's my, yeah. my gut feel. We've got just Norman going North on the chat. Just hang on, Mac. We've got Norman in the chat from North who's asked whether North would uh, take Dawson. Oh, I don't think so. I, I don't think it would be very good karma for a club to take a player that clearly wants to go home for for personal reasons um, and uh, let's not forget that there's an Adelaide connection at North with uh, David Noble um, so I think the dialogue would be fairly open um, I just don't think it would be a good look uh, by uh, North to do that and I don't think that they would do and they are the only one well they are the only club that could do it they do have the club uh, the cat base to do it 
Um, I mean, we'd put it, uh, a million and a bit on him for the first year, and uh, the other two, uh, Gold Coast, Collingwood, they've got no money, and so there's no danger there. North Melbourne, the only danger, and, and as you quite like rightly said, we, we've got a very good relationship with Noble, and I think we would we would have already spoken to him about that, and that uh, I don't think that it would be very poor form in the sense that they make taking a player that who's trying to get home and taking him away to a, a totally different situation. So yeah. um, I don't don't see that happening at all. No, I think if you're North, you'd ask the question. You'd, oh, you'd, you'd definitely ring up. To. Yeah, you'd ring, you'd ring Dowdy up. You'd, you'd you'd ask the question for sure. Yeah, and if you're Dowdy, you just knock it straight on the head. Otherwise, you're not doing your job. Exactly. All right. Well, look. Well, yeah. um, There's one, one player I was going to raise that uh, is going to be on the market. He's a South Australian, and uh, nobody's busting their bum to get him. Dumont um, from North Melbourne. He's a midfielder. Um, he's, you're right. You're right, Maker. He did come up. He has come up in conversation. Yeah. He's 26 years of age. Um, 186 centimetres. Uh, he's a midfielder. He hasn't didn't have the greatest years this year. He normally averages about twenty three possessions a game. Um, this year he averaged about eighteen possessions a game. And uh, north of Tommy won't be required uh, next year. So uh, I mean nobody's going to trade for him. They're going to wait till he gets delisted. So um, is he somebody that we pick up, uh, or do we? Is this somebody we just part, let pass by? It's a it's a good question, and I, in some respects, you know, I sort of I'm attracted to getting a player like that, and I think Nick's would be. Um, I think he fits his game plan. I just I, the, the thing that I just can't I wouldn't be able to get my head around is the list is the list space. I'm just not quite yeah. sure where you fit him in. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, would him, pref- I think they'd prefer to keep I think they'd prefer to keep Ronan and Ben on the list than make it make yeah. a spot for Trent. Um, I know you made a spot. Uh, I, I know you made a, a a case for Jamont earlier in the season, Pete, and valid points as well. And I, I, I'm not as anti him as a lot of people are either, but um, it doesn't seem to be the direction that we're going, and it doesn't seem to fit our list profile, does it? Oh, he's only just turned twenty-six, uh, so he'd be twenty-six. Yeah, Reed, uh, Reed wants he, speed, speed on the outside, and that's not Trent. No, that's that's probably true too. Uh, he's I not. Don't where, where we, I just don't know where, where where he gets a spot. Yeah, we just don't have this spot. And see, early in the year when I was I was look, I was, I, we had this discussion, Fan, and I was quite open to the idea. At that stage, I'm thinking, well, you know, we're, we're looking to get guys in. I didn't. You know, I didn't see the list sort of falling as it's fallen. Yeah, where yeah. just hide as you like. Yeah, well, you know, as I say, he's he's, he's probably going to be there free for either us or Port. And I can't see Port taking him either. So, um, and I think you're right, Finn. I think the Matty Crouch um, signing, you know, probably put the death knell on that. that I think that if you don't sign yeah. Crouch, you you might sign Dumont. Yeah, yeah. Then the next question I would raise him. Fiend would be is the Davis O'Connor situation. What do you think that you? Well, I I can't see how that Davis can survive because our situation is going to be that uh, at the moment we've got uh, four picks available to us, and we but 
zero picks available in the rookie list because we've got six on the rook on the rookie list still. Yep. Now, if if we upgrade uh, two players, uh, or maybe might it only be one player, uh, you'd always like to take a couple of rookie players, and just depending on how trades go and all the rest of it, and how many picks we've actually got to use live, and uh, the point about that we should really should be upgrading butts and keys. Um, that, that means would that mean O'Connor would go? Um, There's so, clearly a reason yeah. why they've kept them on, why they haven't delisted them, and why they've kept them on ice. There's clearly a reason, and I think they would have cut Ben Davis loose had <clears> they <throat> had no intention at all of keeping him on the list, Macca. So I think. Benny is probably the last one signed, but I can certainly see a situation where both he and Ronan stay on the list. Can you, Pete? Yeah, because they, they might swap, because Davis is on the rookie list um, yep. and Ronan's on the main list. Well, they, might just, they might just switch O'Connor down to the rookie list. Um, that, that frees up one of the up, upgrade spots. Yep. Extraordinary when you think that two of our most important players in our team are both rookies in Keys yeah. and, and Butts. Butts. Uh, so yeah. you would think that they want to get both of those two. So you might be able to switch O'Connor um, and one of them around and then upgrade the other um, and take Dawson and two from the draft maybe, uh, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. it's, it's like I said, though, it's just it's so tight and it's really it just needs a, there's a few machinations to, you know, for the list management group to go through just to get everybody uh, slotted into their spot. Yeah, look, I think you're right, Dean. They've left it to the last minute to see what the results of what their trading. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And it might mean that they both stay. And, it might, and you know, and like as Pete said, shuffle them around a bit. Um, or it might mean that at the end of the one of them has to go. It might even mean that both have to go. But um, just depends on uh, how things uh, roll during, during the trade period. So, um, yeah, I, I thought David, David saw him when he got two or three games in a row, actually didn't look too bad in defence. But, gee, we've got so many other defenders there anyhow. So That's why um, I think and, his last signed, Macca, because I I think he did quite well, and I've always been a bit of a Ben fan, as as you have too, Peter. Um, and I think he's desperately unlu- been desperately unlucky at times with some injuries that have hampered his progress and uh, some selection policies of past coaching panels. Um, that said, like you mentioned, we've got a ton of running halfbacks, and if that's the spot that keeps him on the list, then he's pushing shit uphill in terms of getting in front of some of the others at the moment. Quick question for you both. Um, ben Davis is commonly um, thought of as one of, if not the most popular player at the club. Yeah. Um, incredibly important for us. Um, and the culture um, that's going on down there, and um, apparently, you know, significant role model for a kid like Newchurch. Where, where does that sit in terms of the value of Ben on the list? Now, I mean, I know that you can't just, you know, you've got to be able to play football as well. How much does that, do you think, weigh into the decision on, on Benny Davis? Yeah, given the situation with Tech Walker, that might actually weigh into it quite a bit, though, right? Look, uh, yeah, it could. Um, 
you know, if he gets delisted, there's more than a strong possibility that he doesn't get picked up and he ends up staying around in the SANFL and maybe end up being an SANFL top-up player for us. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good point you raise. He, he was probably one of the strongest uh, to come out uh, after that tech situation went down. And we haven't spoken a lot about the tech situation, but, you know, will that weigh heavily on Ben when Tex is inevitably welcome back to the club for his final season. Um, I guess that could almost fall either way, couldn't it? Mm. Yeah, uh, interesting, and interesting point, he, though. He, he, he would absolutely be the um, you know, the leader down there of the the Indigenous boys that are down there, and not just the Indigenous boys. I'm talking, you know, all the players, really. Yeah, I think yeah. he's, the, um, you know, as I understand, immensely popular down there. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyway, I just wonder, with everything that happened... And you know whether um, there's a spot. And look, you know, you're quite right. He, there may be other ways of getting keeping him involved without you know keeping him on the on the rookie list. But you know, I just put it out there as a potential something that you know adds to the to the flavour of Ben um, than just his football. So you in in that situation, you'd probably say that he's got probably more chance of staying on than O'Connor. Yeah, I don't think it weighs heavily enough to be honest with you. I mean, we've got to look at our lease profile and we've got 930 running halfbacks, Mac. And uh, he's, la- he's yeah. clearly last on that list. Uh, just you only have to watch what's been going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to wind it up, yeah, that piece of the conversation, I-, I think if anyone drops out, it'll be Ben, unfortunately. I think they'll want to yep. keep going with Ronan um, because he's a good-sized midfielder. He's got good pedigree and... You know, uh, as Justin Reed says, they they need to expose more of these kids to see exactly what they've got. And I don't think they could say hand on heart that they've given Ronan enough opportunity to really expose what oh. he's capable of. Two games. He, he played some very good SNFL football this year, Fee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and they could probably argue that they've seen enough of Ben to know what he's got and what his ceiling is. Um and with a, such a tight list, uh, he'd normally be a player that you keep on the list. Um, but with such a tight list, I think he's probably the, the sacrificial lamb if it comes to that. Yeah. So, so, look, lots to play out tomorrow, obviously. But I think my personal view is that there's lots more to play out between now and draft night. And draft night's going to be fascinating, I think. So uh, plenty yet to talk about. In the meantime, P- Peter, Macca, it's been... Uh, lovely as always to have you both on board always good mate always good always good to catch up for a chat uh, thanks yep, to everyone who joined us on discord and also on youtube uh, I appreciate all your support and the chat's been extremely lively um, so uh, fantastic don't forget if you want to support us get around us on patreon.com forward slash afl crowcast don't forget if you want to see all the news amalgamated into one place from the afl you can go to aflcrowcast.com where we aggregate all the different news sites around the place so you can see all the articles in one spot, which is handy. Uh, that's it. We will uh, we'll be back. Next, I guess we'll be back next week, won't we, Pete, to round it up? Oh, why not? Why not? We'll see how we go, probably. <laughs> Macca, <laughs> thanks very much. Bye-bye. See you next Tuesday night. Good night, everyone. Night all. Thank you.